0: Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Thank you so much, worship team. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad to see you today. There is, a, there is something I would like us to share today. needed to make some shift in the atmosphere because what I have to share with us today, if we're not careful, most of you will not get what I'm trying to share with us today. So even as we go through the word today, once in a while, I will ask you to just pray in the Holy Ghost that he will give you understanding. Amen? Amen? Open your Bibles with me to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 1. It's going to be a long reading, but we have to read it. And I'll work within the time as God will give me grace. Ezekiel chapter 1 from verse 4. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and brightness was all around it, and radiating out of its mist, like the color of amber, out of the mist of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and these was the appearance that they had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces, and each had four wings. Their legs were straight and their soles of their feet were like the soles of calf's feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. (laughs) Follow with me. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each of the four had the faces of a lion. Each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side. And each of the four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces, their wings stretched upwards. Two wings of each one touched one another, and two covered their bodies. And each one went straight forward. They went wherever the Spirit wanted to go, and they did not turn when they went. So, which means they moved, but they did not move. (laughs) As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like the burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. Their fire was bright, and out of the fire went lightning. And the living creatures ran back and forth in their appearance like a flash of lightning. As we're reading, just picture this. Now and as I looked at the living creatures, behold, a wheel was on the earth beside each living creature with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of Beryl, and all four had the same likeness. The appearance of their working was as it were, a wheel in the midst of a wheel when they were when they moved they went towards one another one when they moved they went towards any one of the four directions they did not turn aside when they went as for their rims they were so highly they were awesome and their rims were full of eyes all around the four of them when the living creatures went the wheels went beside them and when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth the wheels were lifted up Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went, because there the spirit went, and the wheels were lifted together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went. When those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. The likeness of the firmament above the heads of the living creatures was like the collar of an awesome crystal stretched over their heads. And under the firmament, their wings spread out straight, one toward another. Each one had two which covered the one side, and each one had two which covered the other side of the body. When they went, I heard the noise of their wings. like the noise of many waters, like the voice of the Almighty, a tumult like the noise of an army. And when they stood still, they let down their wings. A voice came from heaven, came from above the firmament that was over their heads. Whenever they stood, they let down their wings. And above the firmament over their heads was was the likeness of a throne in appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a a likeness with the appearance of a man high above it. Also from the appearance of his waist and upward I saw, as it were, the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downwards I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire with the brightness all around. Like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud, On a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. As beautiful and as graphic, you know, even just reading through this, I'm trying to wonder how much uh, a graphic designer will put into animating this and making it a reality for pictures, not even for reality for us to see. But everything that we just mentioned is not actually the real deal. It is the likeness of the glory of God. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Ninety-one. Verse one. Psalm ninety-one, verse one. Is that New King James over there? Okay. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today's topic is dwelling in the secret place. what where is the secret place if after everything we read in ezekiel chapter 1 from verse 4 through 28 there is no possibility of shadow being there then why does psalm 91 say he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty if there is so much light in heaven, then why is David saying that the person that dwells in this secret place will abide under the shadow? Do I have a shadow walking up and down here? But if all these lights were to be put on right now on full beam and everything faced me, will I still have a shadow? So if I were to tell you, come and dwell with me and hide under my shadow, where should you hide? If there is so much light around me. If I don't have a shadow, so where do you find the shadow for you to hide? Let me let you know, I struggled with this topic for a long time. All through this week I've been struggling with it because I've been praying and asking God that he will give you all understanding even as he gave me understanding. God doesn't live in heaven. Let's start from there too. God does not live in heaven. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 16 tells us where God stays. He stays in a place of unapproachable light, which no man has ever seen or will see. Heaven is his throne, not where he stays. Heaven is God's throne, not where he stays. Where he stays, where he dwells, is a place of unapproachable light. He can show up at his throne. The same way, even right now, last I checked, um, Biden is not in the White House. He has gone to Delaware for the Thanksgiving holiday. So the White House is Obama's is, uh, sorry, Obama is Biden's throne. <laughs> the White House is what is Biden's throne. but where he dwells is in Delaware. That's his home. God's throne is heaven. Where he dwells is in an area of unapproachable light. God is so big that he does not stay in heaven all the time. He has a throne and he has four living creatures around the throne. The throne is a representation of God. Where is Jesus seated right now? At the right hand of God. So are you telling me right now that if we go into heaven and we look at the throne, we'll see Jesus sitting right next to it? (laughs) The right hand of a king is the position of authority. That was where Joseph was seated. Pharaoh told Joseph, In this land of Egypt, nothing will be, you you have access to everything. The only thing that will be greater than you, that will make me greater than you, is the fact that I am Pharaoh. Joseph was the right hand of Pharaoh. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's not a physical throne. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, meaning a position of authority. The person in heaven right now is not actually God. The person in heaven is the man, Jesus, that resurrected. So when the Bible says he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, what the Bible is trying to let us understand is give you an understanding of the throne and your access to the throne. Jesus is the first begotten amongst many, which means you and I are seated, according to Ephesians chapter 5, he said we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, far above all principalities and powers, which means where you and I are seated is in the midst of the four living creatures. The reason why the enemy can torment you is because you don't know where you are sitting. If you understood the power you carry, then you will know where you dwell. The shadow of the Almighty is not a physical shadow. The shadow of the Almighty is Light. Of who God is, he has no, there's no shadow of turning with him. You cannot turn and find his shadow. He is light. The realm of there is light. If we look at study the light, the spectrum of light, there is visible light. Even from what we know about geometry, or, 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 um, physics and astrology and everything, we know we come to understanding that the sun we see is actually not the brightest sun we were to study the stars the Sun is a star but because the Sun emits orange light it's not the brightest of all lights there are stars that we see even from earth that science lets us understand is actually brighter than the Sun billion times brighter than the Sun and the Bible is telling us here that where our father dwells is in a place of unapproachable light that means the light he emits is brighter than the ones he, have, he has created now, what the throne reflects, the throne is a representation of God's authority. So, the, so the heaven is a reflection. It's, it's like, this is what the throne is doing. So, when Ezekiel looked up into heaven, Ezekiel did not see this. What Ezekiel saw is what you are seeing through this bottle. Can you all see what I'm showing you? heaven is a reflection of his glory. So because heaven is a reflection of God's glory when we dwell there. And, thank you, Father. If I hold this light from my phone, although it's not the brightest of all, any light. If I hold this right here, right? Can you all see this at some point? Everywhere I move this water, you see something different, right? Right? That is what the 24 elders see. So every time God moves, even where he dwells, heaven reflects a different dimension of his glory. So it's not necessarily... At first, I always believe that each time they bowed their head and raised up the source of... No, 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 no. God in His majesty moves. His glory flows like a river. And every time He flows, what is refracted through the crystals is something different. So, when we, you and I, are seated in heavenly places, according to the book of Ephesians, what we enjoy are the benefits of sitting in the midst of the four living creatures. And what are the benefits? I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Until your show. Sure Where you sit, you cannot be guaranteed your safety. Think in the book of John. Um, Trying to remember exactly where, where Jesus was speaking in one of his last prayers. Jesus pretty much was saying that we are in him as he is in God. John 14, verse 20. John 14, 20. It says, At that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. This is Jesus speaking. So, I am in the Father... That they will know I am I am in the father, I am in my father, and you in me, and I in you. So if Jesus is in the Father, and Jesus is in you, and you in him, which means where he stays is where you are. Jesus is not here and you here. No. This is Jesus, and you are in him, and this is you, and he is in you. That's why he says, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. So some of us read Psalm 91, and we think it's this chant for protection. No, it's not a chant for protection. It's David letting you know what you access in God when you dwell with him. This was David prophesying even in the Old Testament what you and I will enjoy when Jesus comes. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty He shall say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Let's continue reading. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the flower fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you will take refuge. In everything we read in Ezekiel chapter 1 from verse 4 to 20, does it say that God has wings? Does God have wings? So if the Bible is letting us know here, he shall cover you with his feathers. He's letting you know that what surrounds him and covers him is what will cover you. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day because where you dwell, there is no day or night. So for you, there's no day or night. There is only one season, the light of God. So what other people are complaining about that happens to them at night, you cannot complain about it because where you dwell, there's no night. You are in a place called light, like your father. Your Father cannot be dwelling in a place of unapproachable light and then you are staying in darkness. You shall not be um, of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays lays, lays waste at noonday. Noonday is the high point of the day when the sun, they say, is brightest. But you have no regard for it because you are not controlled by the seasons. You are controlled by the nature of God, his light. Because why? Verse nine, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. See, for most of us, when we've talked about, In the secret place, we've always thought about your prayer closet where you go to pray. No. Your secret place is the place Jesus is seated between the four living creatures. You see, that area where you are, even the enemy cannot come there anymore. Let me tell you why. Because he, Lucifer, had access to that same spot. But when he rebelled, he was sent away. So it's a secret place because even Lucifer cannot come there. Job chapter 1, the Bible lets us know when the sons of God gathered, even Satan showed up. The sons of God gathered, Satan showed up, but he did not say when the sons of God gathered to where God is, they gathered before the throne. You and I are not in, we are not before the throne, we are on the throne. Understand your place. You are not before the throne. The 24 elders are casting their crowns before the throne. But you and I are seated on the throne. change my Bible app because it keeps acting up. Okay. Verse 10 it says no evil shall befall you nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Can any plague come near the dwelling of God? Yes or no? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against any stone. When we were reading Ezekiel chapter 1 from verse 4 to 28, the Bible lets us know, as the spirit of the Lord moved, the four living creatures moved with him and they still stood where they were. Those are the angels he's talking about. The four living creatures are the cherubims and the seraphim. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, and the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. The only people who are permitted to be in the dwelling place of God are those who have known him by name. shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. A lot of us, we are professing Christians. We are professing believers. We go to work every day. We go through the cycles of life every day. You and I are still human, yes. There are still the, the challenges of being human you and I go through. But the knowledge we carry is what sets the difference. Your physical body is here, but where is your spirit man? That is the difference. You see, the men of the world, the people in the world, let me tell you where their spirit man is. Their spirit man is not in God. It is not with God. Their soul is dead. But when we are born again, when we are born again, our soul man, our emotions, intellect, comes back to life our spirit man is then translated from death into life. Now, that life that we are translated into, the difference is that you and I, God is trying to tell us today that you are sitting with me. So I don't need you running back and forth. You see, what sin does is we run in between the presence of God and then when we sin, we run back away. You see, the challenge here is this. When we run away... That is when the enemy holds us. And then we try to run back into God's presence with the sin. You see, you can come to the throne room. But until you let the sin go, you cannot be seated with him. Some of us got something today, some of us didn't. I'm sorry I did not preach a more practical sermon for us today. But I want us to understand our place in Christ. So when you come and you're asking for things from God, are you asking like one who is seated, or are you asking like one who is bending before God? if I want to ask Anu something, I'd be like, hey Anu, can you play the keys for me? Because we're on the platform together, right? But imagine if Anu were seated high above me. The first thing I would do is, hey Anu, please, during the service today, can you play the keys? And then it's at his his disposal to say yes or no. But when we are seated together, It's not a matter of whether He pleases or not. Because we are seated together, He's compelled to do what I'm asking. Even before I ask, He already knows what I want. A lot of us think that when we are seated together with Christ, we we also have to ask Him what we want. No, we don't need to ask. He He already knows. Because you're within the same realm as He is. So whatever He's enjoying, you enjoy. If he's enjoying good health, you enjoy good health. If he's enjoying prosperity, you enjoy prosperity. If he's enjoying honor, you enjoy honor. If he's enjoying wealth, you enjoy wealth. If he's enjoying respect, you enjoy respect. You don't have to pray for it. Because where you are seated commands it. Let me ask us right now, if Biden were to show up here, do you need anybody to tell you to not drive on the same... Would you try to drive out when he's trying to drive in? Yes? I know it's the road and everybody has access to the same highway, but if the presidential motorcade is coming, who parks? You or the presidential motorcade? Yes? Who parks first? Okay, that's even going too far. Fire um, The ambulance. If you are on the your intersection, you are the light and it's red and the fire truck is behind you, who gets right of way? Okay, let me ask you this. If you are the last car before a red light and the fire truck is behind you and the fire truck needs to pass, and you pass the red light. Can anybody give you a ticket? When you are seated with heaven, not no red light of life is permitted to stop you. Because when you're moving, you are on the authority of the fire truck. Because you cannot say, oh, it's a red light, fire truck, wait. No, 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 no. The law states, when fire rescue or anything ambulance or emergency is coming, every other thing must give way. When you are in God, everything that God created must give way to you. Must give way to you. Must give way to you. So where other people come and the doors are locked, because you are carrying the glory of heaven, when you come, the door opens on its own accord. Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted, ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. It did not say the King of glory will bring the key. No, the doors opened by themselves because the King of glory was coming. That's why the Bible lets us know, Wheresoever the sole of your foot treads upon, I will give to you. It's not given to this version of you. It's giving to the version of you that is seated with Christ. So when you see other people, going back to what we discussed a couple weeks ago about elders, elders are those who have complete knowledge of their rights and privileges in Christ. I will not tell you guys here that I have myself I'm in complete understanding of this and I practice this level of living, no if I were to, anytime I come up you only speak to you guys to what I've done or what I'm doing then I'll be doing you a disservice because I do not know anything but I'm speaking to us this afternoon based on the revelation of what God has shown me so that even I too, by the privilege of grace, can start walking in it. So it's not just, oh, and I make a thing. Or a Dara thing, or a Yeni thing. No. Or a Lolade thing. It is for, this is for each, and you and I, to walk together. You know, it's always interesting when I see a picture of the past presidents. I see uh, George Bush, Clinton, and Obama. Of course, Trump doesn't walk with them, but... Whenever you see a picture of the three of them, there is an aura that they carry. Even though they are ex-presidents, they still receive the same briefing that the current president receives. So, what unites all of them is the fact that they've been presidents. Whether past or present, they all have access to the same information. Where am I going with this? Jesus was the first begotten of many. You and I now have access to the same information he carries. You see, so what the Old Testament prophets did not know? You and I know it. Because that's why Jesus Christ said, of all born of women, none was greater than John the Baptist. Because none of them met him. From John the Baptist, we met Jesus. You and I are meeting Jesus every day by his spirit. So the same information Jesus carries, we carry. So Jesus seeing a crippled and saying, rise up. By the knowledge of who you are in Christ, you can see a crippled and say, rise up. Because you share the same authority with him. Rise on your feet. You cannot share the authority that heaven enjoys if you do not know Christ. If you don't know him, you can't enjoy it. All heads bowed, our eyes closed. New birth is what gives you and I access into the throne. New birth is what gives you an eye access to be seated with Christ, with Jesus. New birth. New birth. So if you're under the sound of my voice and you you would like to rededicate your life to Christ, this is not a time to be socially correct or anything. Please come out. Take that bold step and come up here, meet me up here. You would like to rededicate your life. You would like to enjoy your rights and your privilege as a Christian, as a believer. Come on up here. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Hey, given everything we've discussed about sitting with him, in fact, you don't even know where he is. Talk more less of sitting with him. Come on out and join me here. I'm still waiting for you. Don't try to over spiritualize this moment. It's either you are in or you are not. Come on out. Don't try to be cute about it. If you're a guy, I love your haircut. Your haircut looks all very sharp. If you're a lady, your makeup is on point and all, we get it. But this is Jesus calling. I stand on the door and knock Revelation chapter 3. Whosoever will open the door, I will come in and dine with them. those in the front place your right hands on your chest and repeat this prayer after me Lord Jesus thank you for your love thank you for sacrificing yourself on the cross for me I accept the work of salvation over my life today and I believe and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. I welcome you in. Transform me from the inside out. Empower me from the inside out. And everything in my life that is not a reflection of you, send it away. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for them. Please, if you don't mind walking to the back, just walk to the back. I know one of our, um, will, um, our leaders will attend to you. Put your hands together for them. Put your hands together for them. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Prayer for yourselves now, all heads bowed. Lord, whatever I am going through, have gone through or will go through for lack of knowledge. I pray this hour, Lord, increase my knowledge and increase my understanding. Everything I have gone through, Lord Jesus that has been as a result of my lack of understanding. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.